It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brickline Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brickline in all good bottle shops. Afternoons on SEN. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's Talk. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening around the planet. It is Midday Madness time. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. And looking forward to taking your calls for the next couple of hours on anything in the world of sport that moves you enough to pick up your phone and dial the number, which is 1300 736 736. 1300 736 736. We will get you on for the next two hours. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss. And we do have a big program, got a couple of chats coming up later on, but as always, it revolves around you, this program, and that's the beauty. Every day, 12 o'clock, I'm on. You can give us a call and uh, raise a few issues you'd like raised that have been in your mind, and you can send them through on the text as well, 0433981116 on that 40 Winks temper text, but it is Talkback Radio, and I'd rather have a chat to you, even though I'll read a heap of your texts out. Raj in Sunbury's already give us a call. Just been talking to Jules before I came on. I do want to compile a definitive list of goats, the greatest of all times, who are almost undisputed goats, or if you want to pump someone up, because we do talk about the greatest of all time quite a bit, and it was in my mind, obviously, given Dave Warner's been a topic of discussion in the last, well, I don't know, couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years, but how good an opener he has been in all forms of cricket, and who is the greatest ever cricket opener? We know that Nathan Lyons, the greatest ever off-spinner. We know that Shane Warne's the greatest ever leg spinner, even though some might dispute Nathan Lyon. There's already a text here. Dwayne Mutai Malitteran says hello uh, as Lyon, the best ever off-spinner. So your calls on the GOATs, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Who are the greatest ever? You can pick a category, I don't mind. Greatest ever boxer, greatest ever golfer, greatest ever Formula One driver. Novak Djokovic is probably the greatest ever tennis player now. But I'll take your calls and your texts. The, the reason it was in my mind, not just because of Dave Warner, but because of the news at 8.33 today when I first heard that the greatest ever German soccer player, Franz Beckenbauer, had passed away. Here's, from, here's news from 8.33. And German and World Cup football legend Franz Beckenbauer, widely regarded as one of the greatest players of all time, has died age 78. So there it is, your thoughts on the greatest. Let's get a definitive list of the goats. And if you want to take it down an AFL journey, as, as Jules and I were, when it comes to greatest full forward, greatest small forward, is it Lee Matthews, is it Eddie Betts, uh, is the greatest fullback, Matty Scarlett, or is it Steve Silvani, who was fullback in the team of the century, then by all means, jump into that as well. And we'll give away a few Dwayne's World T-shirts. I've got five of those to give away across the first hour. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six, And we start with Raj 
Morgan, you, Raj, you got a thought on greatest opener? Yes, I do, Dwayne. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I, I want to nominate Sunil Gavaskar from India as the greatest ever opening batsman. And I just want to give you some context of that because I know Desmond Haynes, Gordon Greenwich are always nominated and talked about as great opening batsmen. But they were part of a great West Indian team, both batting and bowling. Gavaskar was part of an Indian team which did not have a great batting lineup or a great bowling lineup. However, he always faced the best. So he faced the West Indian quartet, the fast bowlers. He faced the Englishman. He faced Australia. He played in the World Eleven. I think he played over 125 tests or maybe 125 tests, 10,000 runs in test cricket, uh, 29 test centuries. And, and, the, and, and the, the, the impact that he had was... Uh, phenomenal. India started winning series they'd never won before, almost single-handedly because of his batting accomplishment. And, and India could be, you know, zero for two. And Gavaskar would, I think there was famously, he came in once at number four. And India was zero for t- two. And Vivian Richards said, India zero for zero, you still open. India zero for two, you still open. So that was the context of Sunil Gavaskar. And I think that above anybody else, he, he would have to be the greatest uh, opening batsman ever in the history of Test cricket. Raj, you're spot on. I was reading about this a little earlier today when I was thinking when I heard the, the name Franz Beckenbauer and the fact that we'd been talking openers. In fact, I've been reading about it at the last well, couple of weeks, really. Lily, um, Imran Khan, uh, Michael Holding, he faced them all, Sonny. So you're right. He was, he was the one that was under siege every series that he played in, and yet his numbers were right up there. And you do have to take that into, into account. I mean, you could, I mean, there'd be some English people maybe put Jeff Boycott's name up there and a couple of other people's name up there, but it was always, it was the scoring power as well of Sonny when he got going. That's, that's the beauty of him as well compared to, like, a Jeff Boycott when openers were really brick walls in a way. Yeah, I think so too, Dwayne. And like I said, you know, India started winning series. They won their first ever series when Gavaskar made his debut in 1971 against the West Indies. He, I think, scored three double centuries in that series, if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then India won a series in England in 1975. So it, it was literally, uh, he was a match winner. He was a match winner. And Gordon Greenwich, Desmond Haynes were great opening batsmen, but I don't think that they faced the kind of bowling opposition that Gavaskar did. So while I've got you, who's the greatest fast bowler then, while you're talking about the, the cricket side of things? I, I would have to say the greatest fast bowler ever would have to be Rossi Makra. Um, and, and I say that with a bit of reluctance, but, yeah. but on, on the facts and statistics, Wasim Akram with Kapil Dev, uh, you know, they were, they were bowling uh, under conditions which were not favourable to them. They were not bowling on, on uh, fast wickets. They were bowling on very placid wickets in humid conditions. Uh, Wasim Akram, Kapil Dev, these kind of bowlers, uh, I reckon would, um, you know, if they, imagine if they played in conditions that were bowler-friendly or fast bowler-friendly. They've their records would have been even more phenomenal. Yeah, great call. I mean, you could throw up a few of them, but to say that he is the greatest fast bowler of all time was a Matt Graham when we know that Kirtley Ambrose is probably the one that comes to everybody's lips and uh, he's up against guys like Malcolm Marshall for the title, Dennis Lilly for the title. You know, Courtney Walsh should probably get pumped up. Anyway, if you've got a thought, if you've got a name you'd like to throw up, the number is one 736 Please join the discussion. Uh, we need a definitive list of the goats. Raj, hold the line. You've got a Dwaynesville T-shirt coming your way. I really appreciate you jumping on. A heap of texts are coming through as well. Um, greatest opener, Verinda Seawag. 
Uh, Brett Lee was pretty awesome. Fast, probably not the GOAT, though. No, he's not the great, but the GOAT, but he was fantastic. Uh, for the small forward, and I know he played most of the career on the ball, but the last three or four years in the forward line and sometimes full forward, he also won a Coleman medal. Lee Matthews, and I think he would go down as the greatest small forward, even though Eddie Betts has got to be up there now as one of those who could take his title. Uh, what about Big Nick? He'd be up there as one of the great ruckmen. I reckon cheers as a funny part about Big Nick is Big Nick's not that big. He's six one and a half. So by that standard, he'd have to be a midfielder now to be playing. He wouldn't get a game as a ruck now, Big Nick. So we'd have to change his game. Keep your text coming through. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. One here. Um, Ali, greatest boxer. Pele, greatest soccer player. Usain Bolt, greatest sprinter. Thanks for that as well. Richard in North Caulfield, welcome to you, Richard. You want to join the discussion? Oh, yes. Hello, Dwayne. Happy New Year. Um, I've got and a, you. Yeah, I've, got a, I've got a nomination for the best football coach ever. Yes, who is it? Craig McRae. <laughs> uh, very funny. We've got a bit of Collingwood coming up in the program later. Alex Fasolo, Collingwood 100 Gamers, is going to join us later in the program. Um, well, who's number two then behind Craig McRae, Richard? All time. Uh, Mick Malthouse. Very nice. Who's third? Bucks? Uh, Lee Matthews. Uh, very nice. Uh, good to have you call. Richard, have I, have I given you tickets to come down to the 20th birthday at all? Did I give you tickets yesterday? No, 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 not at all. All right, hold the line. You can come down. I've got a few of these to, I've got a few of these to, to give away these doubles in the opening hour of the program. So if you're unaware, it's SEN's 20th birthday on Friday, 19th of January. To celebrate, we're giving away invitations to join us at the Sporting Globe in Richmond. So a, a few of those doubles, you and a friend are coming. Yeah, you'll join us at the Sporting Globe, and I'm looking forward to it. That's from 3 p.m. straight after this show is done. A few more texts coming through. Richard Hadley, uh, Dale Stain belongs with any fast bowler uh, that I've ever seen, and I'm over 70. Uh, it's arguable that... Australia's greatest ever person, sports person, is Heather Mackay. Um, tip Rap Milne, five times the footballer. Eddie Betts was, he's got a good goal-kicking goal record, Stevie Milne. And we might look at him a little bit differently if that ball bounced to him and they won the grand final. So keep your calls coming through. It's Midday Madness. You call, you get on. We're compiling a list of goats. If you've got one, a definitive goat, is it Novak Djokovic? Is it Tom Brady? Is it Michael Schumacher or... Is it Max Verstappen, given how much he's flying now? Or, or was Ayrton Senna the best before he passed away? Pick a sport, pick a position on the AFL field, and we'll take your call straight after the break. one 736 736 You're with Wainswell. Afternoons on SEN. Straight back to your calls for Midday Matters for Word Locker, Karen Downs, and Packing and Workwear for wherever you work. The number is one 736 736 And if you call, you get on, we'll get you on. In fact, we'll get you on pretty quickly because a few lines are open. Sean in Perth, Tony in Craigieburn, Jeff in Manor Lakes. We'll get to you first. You're already up and running. But if you want to jump on the line, we're compiling a list of definitive goats. Whatever sport you'd like to raise, whatever position you'd like to raise. Uh, best test opener, uh, best fast bowler. Uh, Sean, you've got a different one. Welcome to you, Sean. Yeah, good day, Dwayne. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, thanks, mate. Love the show. Look, um, yeah, got a left field one for everybody, and uh, I'm not sure if everyone's taken in the the latest wind of the the World Championship of darts. So, um, yeah, obviously with all the popularity around the the young 16 year old, 
Um, but there's there's definitely a goat in darts, and it has to be. Unfortunately, I, I wasn't a huge fan of him, but it has to be Phil Taylor, who who won 14 world championships, which is hard to believe when you think about it. Um, and, and he was also a runner-up in five. So he was actually in 19 world championship finals. So um, I think the next is Michael Van Gogh, and I think he's won three. So... Um, to me, with the darts, and um, you know, I think it's only going to get harder and harder with the popularity of the sport. But to win 14, I think he would have to be the goat of darts. Yeah, it's a great call, Sean. So, its popularity has exploded in the UK, especially. It's it's outrating things like cricket and soccer in the UK right now. Darts for people that don't know, they pack the stadiums or pack the pubs, if you like. And there's this 16-year-old kid, Luke Littler. Is it? He's 16 and he's the best in the world at 16. It's hard to believe. And, um, you know, even the, the other, uh, Luke Humphreys, who, who won, who beat him, is uh, only 28. So, um, you know, there's so many, you know, dads out there with their young boys now getting getting the dartboard up. And I think it's fantastic. It's a, you know, it's really, you know, in the sport itself, as you said, it's just grown. It's just, uh, and, and the coverage on, on TVs. Um, and, and, you know, Things like that, you know, young Littler, he, he's one of the best at, you know, calculating on the board, you know, for 16. Um, and, you know, mm. I'm sure he'll win a championship soon. But, you know, getting back to Phil Taylor, 14, there's it, it, a big, big gap between him and the field. So um, I'll put him as the GOAT, but um, I hope someone does one day get there. And it could be Luke Littler, maybe, possibly. Great to have you call, Sean. Hold the line. We'll get a Dwayne's World T-shirt over to you over there in Perth. A great to have you call. Good to have a... Bit of a left field sport thrown up, even though it's not really left field, given how popular it is right now. It's crazy popular. And if you want your sport to be popular, popular, you get a good young star. Because kids don't really aspire to be the old 55-year-old with the bald head that drinks the pots. And I mean, kids don't want to be him. But I guarantee you there'd be a lot of kids right now watching Luke Littler rake in the dough and get the the front page news stories and be on the cameras and be in the limelight thinking, yep, I want to play darts. And it was part of Australian culture for a while. You, everyone in Australia played darts, either at home or when they went to the pub. Maybe not as popular anymore. Hey, great call. Tony and Craig, you've been holding for a while. Welcome to you, Tony. Yeah, mate, hopefully I can grab a T-shirt off you, but that's okay. That's enough. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, yep. look, yep. Uh, my my recommendations, I know you had the, the your young the other chap ring up before and say, but no one ripped a bowling attack more and took the seam off the new ball better than Matthew Hayden. I, you know, he's had, he had several opportunities and then he finally grasped it and him and Langer um, through the uh, mid-2000s to, uh, I think it was probably 2012, dominated Australian cricket. And um, the way that Matthew Hayden ripped bowling attacks apart, now he played well in India and under their... Uh, Fixed wickets. Um, he dominated their Indian spinners. He uh, played well against the West Indies as well. He played well against all attacks, and basically um, took the shine off the new ball for the Ponnings and the you know all sort of bowlers um, over the time. And my f- uh, favourite or probably all-time fast bowler is Malcolm Marshall. The way that he used to rip bowling attack, batting attacks to, um, to trade especially the Australian guys in the uh, mid, to eight, mid to late 80s, was um, something to behold. And unfortunately, rest in peace. He's no longer with us. But um, I just used to admire him, just even as, a, as a, an Australian fan. But um, he used to be really awesome to watch. 
Oh, we all love the West Indies. All, all of us Australians absolutely admired the West Indies, loved the West Indies. I, as a kid, um, went out and bought or asked my dad to buy me a Viv Richards SS Jumbo because that was what Viv was using at the time. It's nice to hear. I mean, Malcolm Marshall, they had some greats over time, the West Indies. Kirtley Ambrose, obviously, uh, Courtney Walsh. But uh, Malcolm Marshall is probably the best and the scariest. So, hey, love your call. And when it comes to Aussie openers, I mean, who's, who's two and three on the list? Because we've had a few that, I mean, Booney's a legend. Uh, I think Bob Simpson opened for a while. Bill Laurie opened for a while, didn't he, as well? Uh, I think he's gone. Are you gone? Are you still there? I think he's dropped off. We'll get you back. So we'll get a Dwayne to a T-shirt to you, given that uh, you were keen for one of those. Jeff in Lakes, thanks for holding, Jeff. Good day, Dwayne. Look, it's a, goats always a point of conjecture. Um, but I, I would have to say, for fast bowling, it'd be Dennis Hurley. He averaged five wickets, over five wickets per inning bowled. Um, and if you take into account the World Series cricket, which I don't show on the official records, he would have been the first bowler mm. to 400, 400 wickets. Um, his average is 23 you know, compares favourably against all other fast bowlers. I know, you know, with Cummins and McGrath's got average of 21. But strike rate of wickets per test, I, I just think he's got to be the, the GOAT. And another opener, he asked for another opener. What about Bill Ponsford? You know, in the Bradman era, he's got a... he was just one yep. of the greatest and I didn't see him play, obviously, uh, Jeff, so I can't throw his name up there. But we are biased with the people that we saw play. And I saw Dennis Lilly, and I'm with you, mate. I think I'm biased toward Dennis Lilly because I think he was just loved so much as well as being a great bowler. And I did watch him. I grew up in the Super Test era as well where we did watch him play the Super Test. And it's disappointing. There was a pitch a couple of years ago to get those records included in the overall record, and they were knocked back. But it's crazy stuff, Jeff, because Dennis Lilly's numbers in those tests deserve to be included. I totally agree. You know, I, I grew up like you in, in that era. And, yeah, look, I, I agree they should be included. Uh, and that's why I think he's the, you know, the go to fast bowling. Um, you know, and they're saying, you know, someone's saying Pat Cummins will be the second best to Bradman. Well, he's never going to beat Dennis Lewis as a, as a fast bowler. <laughs> No, he's not. But at the same time, he might beat a uh, few as the greatest captain the way he's going, given our box, how many boxes he's ticking. And as an inspirational leader, he's up there with some of the great captains of different sports in Australia, the way he's going right now. Hey, Jeff, hold the line. We do have a Dwayne's Wood T-shirt for you. We're running out, but uh, we'll give you one as well. Thanks for jumping on in the opening hour. Peter and Cram, and welcome to you, Peter. Hello, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. What do you got for us? Mate, Lily's easily the best fast bowler. Farmer was easily the best ruckman. Skelton was easily the best rover. Hudson was easily the best full forward by a long way. And Carey's the best footballer I've ever seen, bar none. So Carey should have centre-half forward. Yeah. yeah but you think Carey should, if we did a, redid a... Sorry, Peter, I didn't want to talk over you there. But look, Royce Hart is the team of the century, centre-half forward. I think if we redid it now, do you think that... Wayne Carey will be named the greatest centre-half forward ever? By a long way, easily. Yep, for sure. Hart was good, but Carey was better. And I saw them both play. So Coleman, Coleman full forward in the team of the century 
as well. They named him there ahead of, well, Gordon Coventry has got the most goals, ahead of Lockett and Dunstall. Who's your number two then if, if uh, it's one of those? Well, I never saw Coleman play, but I saw Hudson, and no. I just can't imagine anybody being better than him. But they had that choice when they named the team of the 20th century to put him in as full forward ahead of John Coleman, and yet they, they didn't put him in. In fact, I don't even think they put him in the team. It doesn't, doesn't mean they got it right. I, I no, think people true. have forgotten how, how good Hudson was. That's, That's a very good opinion. point. Hey, great to have your call. No, no, great, great to have your call. And we're all in the opinion business. If you've got one, one 736 jump on the open line. And we'll take your calls. We're talking goats. We're talking the greatest of all time in various sports and various positions. If you've got one you want to throw up, let's make a definitive list together. one 736 that open line number brought to us by Werribee Kia. And you can drop down and see the team at Werribee Kia. Uh, David, Janan, Aid, Jim, the whole team at Werribee Kia, they'd love to see you. Got a heap of new and used car stock down there, so you can check out the range online, but you can drop in and see the team as well and say hello. One here, um, if, if you didn't know, you didn't know if Greg Williams was left or right foot uh, or left or right-handed, and I think that is, that's the essence of part of Greg Williams' greatness. I think if they did... Well, if I was going to name the greatest midfielder of all time, as I said earlier on with Jules, I would name Greg Williams because he was two-sided, and I think that does add to your unbelievable ability. The, the other text here that sort of perplexes me a bit, good afternoon, Dwayne. Jason Dunstall and Tony Lockett are the best goal kickers for the game that we've ever seen. Which one is better of these goal kickers for the GOAT? And that's the hard part. I mean, I played against them both. I watched them both, obviously. I work with Jason Dunstall now at Fox. Do you count Jason Dunstall's premierships, four premierships at Hawthorne, as a big plus in his column, he wasn't just one of the greatest full forwards of all time, but he was a premiership full forward, so he helped bring premierships home. Or does it count for Tony Lockett that he was one of the greatest of all time full forwards for two teams, and yet the team wasn't as good? So he was a goat in a team that wasn't anywhere near as good as Hawthorne's team when Jason Dunstall was winning flags. Which way do you go when it comes to rating the best between Dunstall and Lockett? Because those things do get factored in. If you want to join that, we're back to your calls after the break. one 736 Here's some news. Straight back to your calls for Midday Madness. Johnny, Brett, Sam, Peter and James. We'll get to you all. That's the beauty of Midday Madness. You call, you get on and we'll definitely get you on before 1 o'clock. Johnny and Craig again, we'll start with you. We're talking goats, greatest of all time. Pick your category and who have you got, Johnny? G'day, mate. How are you? Good. Good. Now, this is something that will probably cause a bit of discussion for basketball followers born after kind of the late 90s, but Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time in the NBA. So, is Steph Curry a chance to go past him and LeBron? Do you think in time, Johnny, or will it always be Jordan? And why isn't it LeBron right now for you like it is for some kids? Oh, it's just if you look at rings and MVPs and scoring records, it's just, you just can't go past Michael Jordan. I think LeBron definitely has a lot more longevity in, in what he's been doing, but in terms of an overall yeah. package, I think it's always going to be Jordan. Hey, great call, Johnny, and I'm with you on Jordan, but there might be a few that disagree. Steph Curry a chance at all, do you think, if you're a basketball fan out there? one three hundred seven three six seven three six, 736 or send through a text 0433 98 
11-16. LeBron's going to keep playing and playing and playing. In fact, he's in as good a form right now as he's ever been. He just keeps scoring. But there's something about LeBron. We took calls yesterday on X that people have. The greatest sports people, some of the greatest sports people of all time, like Steve Smith, etc., just have that one thing that stops them from being raised as the greatest, as good as they are. Um, that's just an ick. Steve Smith's lingering at the crease and histrionics are an ick. It turns some people off. Brett and Mentone, welcome to you, Brett. G'day, Dwayne. Glad to have you back, mate. Uh, nice just, to be back. Uh, it just in regards to this best full forward saying, mate, personally, I'll have Tony Lockett by a country mile over Jason Dunstall. For reasons being, I mean, let's face it, Tony, Tony Lockett would have played of, played with maybe, especially at St Kilda, six All-Australian players. Where you go to um, Jason Dunstall and Hawthorne, you would have played with 30 All-Australian players, all mm. pretty much kicking the football to him. How many finals did Jason Dunstall play? How many finals? Lockett wouldn't have played a dozen finals with both with St Kilda and the Swans combined. And I still think he's finished. He's finished 300, maybe or two or 300 in front. I think it, I, I don't. So, I don't even think it's worth talking about. I think Tony Lockett wins it by a <laughs> It is an interesting call, Brett, and that's exactly why I asked the question because I, I kind of feel it's that way in a lot of people's estimation that Lockett was the greatest because his team that he played in, he had to carry on his shoulders, whereas. Jason had so many superstars. Hey, Jason was a superstar. Let's not get that wrong. He was. But maybe Lockett's quite just a little bit ahead of him. For those who don't know the stats, well, Lockett, 1,360 goals. Jason Dunstall, 1,254. So it's not that big a difference. And Jason probably could have played on for another year. Gordon Coventry second behind Lockett with 1,299. So Tony Lockett, 61 more than Coventry and, you know, just a little bit more than 100. Better than Jason. In terms of um, average goals per year, Jason Dunstall um, kicked, or average goals per game, 4.66. It is ridiculous to think someone averaged for their entire career, their entire games career, 269 games for Jason Dunstall, 4.66 goals a game at an accuracy rate of 66%. But that's how good the guy was. Lockett, he played 281 games. He averaged... 4.84 4.84 goals per game. So slightly more than Jason Dunstall in terms of his average and slightly better with his accuracy rate as well, 70%. So yeah, he's got Jason covered on a few different metrics. Great to have your call as well, Brett. Love the debate. Uh, Sam in Wallen, welcome to you, Sam. G'day, Dwayne. How's it going? Yeah, good. Yeah, look, um, I've got Tiger Woods as the greatest goat of any sport because he dominated golf for 10, 12 years and you couldn't you couldn't nominate someone to be second to him. Jack Nicholas would probably be the second best, but the way Tiger Woods played for 10 or 12 years, he stood out far and above from anyone else. Where with any other sports, you always got someone that you can debate about. Yeah, you're probably all right on the money there. I mean, with Jack Nicholas, there were some greats going back that older people, you know, throw up. You know, Ben Hogan, Arnold Palmer, I think is probably a couple of names. Uh, a few people might even want to put Kari Webb and Greg Norman in the conversation for greatest Australian uh, golfers of all time, whether it's, well, which one is it? Is it Greg or not? But, uh, yeah, I probably agree with you. It's undisputed that Tigers, well, his record and the reason uh, he brought so many people to golf, Sam, that Tiger's probably the number one goat. And when it comes to all sports, you might be spot on with that as well. Is there a, 
an undisputed goat in a sport as big as golf out there right now. Novak Djokovic, tennis is as big as golf. Novak could end up being that guy. Perhaps Tom Brady, NFL, but it is only an American sport. Great to have you call. Sam, want to take as many calls as possible. Peter and Craigie Byrne, James and Ivanhoe, we'll get to you. In fact, Peter, before the break, James, after the break. You there, Peter? Dwayne. Fire away. I would pretty much, I'd be pretty much doing what the All-Australian selectors did, pick three full forwards, Bernie Quinlan, <laughs> Gary Ablett Sr. and Tony Lockett. So, super boot and Gary Abbott yeah, Sr. ahead of Dunstall. And Tony Lockett. Yep. Two brand yeah, well, Ablett could play anywhere. Yeah. Ablett could play anywhere. There's one here um, about James Hurd talking about how um, he was arguably the most, most um, versatile player that played the game. And today, Pipe Sherl here, James Hurd, I would say, was the best all round player. You could put anywhere to fix any problems. Gary Ablett went into the middle. He played wing. I think he kicked six or seven one day from a wing. Um, you know, Gary Ablett could play anywhere as well, um, not just in the midfield, but as a forward. So I'd probably I'd put I would put Ablett ahead of Hurd. But I'm glad that you raised him, Shell. Thanks for that. Hey, great to have you call as well. This is this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Uh, one here, Greg Williams, the best midfielder I've seen. Although Nick Dacos could end up being better with his added running ability. Both players display subliminal skills and. Incredible IQ. Uh, thanks for that as well. Um, in terms of uh, greatest of all time, there's one here on the text saying, it's not my greatest intro music of all time today. Dwayne, what's happened with the intro music? The new tune is Flaz Attack. Bring back last year's tune. I'm with you. Uh, I'm onto it. We're hoping to get it fixed. Um, we're just all hands on deck here at the moment to get us through this uh, first early couple of weeks of January. But a new theme is around the corner. Back to your calls after the break. More Midday Madness. you with Dwayne's well. Afternoons on SEN. Straight back to your calls for Midday Matters. Daniel in Perth will get to you. Stuart and Seymour. Andrew and Nidri will get to you as well. But to keep your calls coming, in fact, James and Ivanhoe has been holding the longest. I better get to you first. James, welcome to you. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Dwayne. Welcome back. Mate, I've got four things, just, just really quickly. Uh, the greatest goal kicker of all time is Hudson. He averaged over five goals a game. And that's when full forwards used to get knocked a bit up worse than a, than a bag at the baggage handlers at the airport. Um... Between Plugger and Dunstall, um, my old coach of mine said it's easy to be a good player in a good team, but it's hard to be a great player in a bad team. And the opportunities that Dunstall would have got over Lockett shows Lockett was the better player. In cricket, I don't think anyone should remembered Michael Holding. Jesus, I wouldn't like to face him. And if you want the goat of all coats, you've got, no, even though I don't like the bloke, Novak Djokovic, he's doing it when he's beating two other goats in the same era. No, no one else has done that when they played against the other goats in the same year, and he's done it in the same year. So whether you like him or hate him, you'd have to put him down as the greatest athlete offside. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You don't necessarily think he's the greatest uh, when it comes to likability, but his numbers speak for themselves. He is the greatest tennis player of all time, and the reason is the same reason our first caller today, Sonny Gavaska, was named as the greatest opener because Sonny opened when the assault was coming from Lily and, and Imran Khan and Michael Holding and the best West Indies bowlers of all time. So it's who you're against as well that does does have a factor in this GOAT discussion. Great to have you called, James. Really appreciate you jumping on. Stuart and Seymour, welcome to you, Stuart. G'day, Dwayne. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. 
That's good. Uh, all the best for the new year. Um, yeah, I, for the gag, I just thought for for Captain uh, Sid Coventry from Collingwood, captain for the four premierships in a row, Brownlow medalist, he's in the Hall of Fame. Gee, it's hard to go past. It is, but it's hard to equate those guys that we haven't seen, or well, I haven't seen, Stuart, so that's why. Uh, are you, how far are you going back, may I ask? Oh, well, it's, he was captain from 22 to 34, or yeah. he played from 22 to 34, and, oh, that was last century. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, obviously, I mean, his brother gets overlooked for a lot of um, things, Gordon. Um mm. You know, 1299 goals that held for 90 years or 80 years, and first player to play five grand final or five premierships, and uh, first player to 300 games. And yeah, so it goes back a long time, I know that, but um, the records are there for a reason. That's, you know, we can have a go at. Born in 1890. Born in eight, 1899, Sid Coventry. That's Mate, you've got me there. I, I didn't go back to that. Yeah. I didn't believe that. I couldn't believe that either. But uh, there you go. Well, my grandmother's still alive, um, and she was born in 27. So uh, there are a few that have got good memories that call this program, which is great to have those that go back. No, I, too many I, I just wanted to add, add, add the little yeah, bit from enough. history, that's all. Um, I no one else has done four in a row, um, but he was captain for four in a row and won a Brownlow. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, just to let you know, right, great call. welcome back. And, uh, yeah, look forward to a great year for all of us. You know where I am, Stuart. Uh, give us a call any time. Great to have your calls over the year again. I'd love it. Uh, Daniel in Perth, you there, Daniel? Yeah, how you going, Pipe? You well? Yeah, good. What do you got for us? Excellent. Yeah, no, I heard the gentleman call up earlier saying that Tiger was the best golfer. He hasn't even won the most majors. Um, yeah, golf's measured in majors one, and Jack's won 18. And then you've also got the fact that he won, not, he finished runner-up 19 times. I mean, he was travelling to play the Open Championship, and he was having to use the small ball. He wasn't even using the same ball that he played with in the US. So the adjustments and stuff that he had to make... Um, and lastly, I think the golfers he played against, there's probably more golfers in the Hall of uh, Hall of Fame that he played against than his, say, 25 or so eras from the 1960 to 86 when he won the Masters and what Tiger has had since 96 mm. when he started until, say, 2019. There's more players in the Hall of Fame in that amount of time. Um, but I think the measuring point, and you have to go with, with Nicholas over Tiger. As much as I love Tiger, he's only a year older than me. I've seen all his golf, but I think Jack's record is <laughs> above anybody else's. Uh, it's not even, not even close. There's been some good ones in Tiger's era that he's beaten, but you're right, when you think about those old names like Ben Hogan, Arnold Palmer, Sam Steed and co, there, there's some legends amongst that that get forgotten a bit, and it's nice that you've raised Jack. Hey, great to have you call, Daniel. Uh, always great to have you call. Andrew Nidri, welcome to you, Andrew, for your first call for the hey. year. Welcome. Yes, and, th- and season's greetings to you, uh, Dwayne. I hope you're rested and tied up for the year. Um, now, Absolutely. What uh, what pricked my ear was uh, the, uh, the the full forwards, uh, um, and I reckon it's pretty hard to judge. Um, uh, you know, well, not just full forwards, all players from different eras. You know, we all think of you know the, our memories pretty short. So, 
but Coleman for me um, has to be up in the in the best full forward. Um, which uh, he 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 averaged five point four eight goals a game. He only played ninety eight games, and his last season he, he only he kicked when he got injured. He, he kicked forty two. But I reckon Hudson as well. I think these two uh, stand out um, because of their um, their ability just to kick uh, goals from nowhere, really. And um, and I think that the that the talking point would be if, if um, Coleman hadn't not been rubbed out, uh, not uh, done his knee. Um, he would have, he would have, he would have broken the record. He would have got over a thousand three hundred goals. He would have been up there with um, Lockett, I reckon. He probably would have succeeded in getting more goals than Lockett. But that's, you know, uh, theory, and you know, you can't prove that. But um, but if you looked at his his stats, he was a it, just by watching some of the replays of him um, and the year he played in too. When you know forwards were getting, you know, basically mugged. Um, yeah, he done sensational effort to kick all those goals. No flooding back then, but uh, yeah, you, they were getting smacked around. I mean, the, the fisticuffs of those days are it's horrific when you look at it now. And just to back up your point, I mean, the team of the 20th century, Coleman was named full forward by the selectors for that, ahead of Hudson, ahead of Gordon Coventry. So that's, I mean, that was the selectors for the team of the century um, were Percy Beams, uh, Bob Davis, uh Jared Healy, uh, former umpire Jack Irving, um, Bill Jacobs, uh, David Parkin as well, Greg Hobbs, Ross Oakley. So that was selectors and they picked John Coleman ahead of everyone. Great to have you call, Andrew. Good to have you back for the new year. A break. You're with Rainswell. Afternoons on SEN. Been a massive hour of midday matters for work, locker, Karen Downs and packing on workwear for wherever you work. The good news is there's another massive hour to come. So keep your calls coming, one 736 You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. A lot of texts have come through. In fact, an enormous amount of texts have come through. I'm going to read more out after the break, but let me race through a heap on the way to the news. Uh, you're only talking to young ones. Dwayne Bradman is clearly the goatiest goat. His batting average is about 30 runs better than the next best. Cheers, John. Uh, to Andrew from Nidri, if Dusty played in five grand finals, he would have five Norm Smith medals. That's from Roscoe. Uh, how about some credit for Dunstall for the team success in an era so full forward centric? I don't think there's any doubt he was a more well-rounded. So is that not better? How do Lockett and Dunstall compare in tackles, etc.? Thanks for that. Dwayne, Peter Thompson, way ahead of Norman. Five British Opens, numerous Australian tournament wins when the best in the world came here. Ian in Adelaide uh, makes a really good point about Peter Thompson. And back when I was playing golf with a lot of the young trainees, in the area uh, around Geelong, uh, playing a couple of times a week. Uh, Peter Thompson's name got mentioned all the time. Uh, Dwayne, undisputed um, ghost of all, Kelly Slater, 11 championships, first as a teenager, last somewhere near 40, as good as anyone going around, even now, dominated his sport like no other. As a Mount Rushmore in my life, Ali, Jordan, Woods, Slater, all undisputed champions, if not um, only in their sport in general. Brad in Kilsyth makes a good point there. Brad, appreciate that. Phelps, hands down, 23 gold. Imagine if there was Olympics every year. Nick from Mafra. Keep your text coming. 0433981116. And we'll head back to your calls and text next. <laughs> 